Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we're from the TalkOfSpirit.com website, where you can go for all of our anime, new and old, great community, the form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And yes, today is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, so it should be important to you because it's important to us that it's important to you, and then dive into our community and answer some community questions from our awesome community members and through emails that they've sent us, and um, then call it a day. So how is the the week? It's been okay. Just been a okay. little bit, been a little bit busy, but yeah, just okay. Yeah, any new games? Weird games that make Andrew cross eye as you're talking about them. Uh, I did you get Persona Four Golden on Steam yet? That one did cross my mind a couple times, but Man, I didn't awesome. uh, because I I want to play I want to p- play uh, Persona Five and it has really the Japanese option on it. So it's yeah. technically better than the Vita version. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Because the Vita version didn't have Japanese audio, which <laughs> sucked. Because I was really mad because I think it has Ryukajimi on it. It was somebody in there that I really was upset that it was not an option. But, yeah. Sorry. However, I did. They One of the things that they offered recently on Epic was a free version of ARC. That was a massive download and I got frustrated with it pretty quickly. It's it it does okay. I'm not gonna say I don't like it. I I got kind of bored with it mostly because I wasn't able to do kind of one of the biggest things that that game is about, and that's taming dinosaurs. And I got kind of frustrated. I I I get the idea that you're supposed to do all kinds of narcotics and crap like that, but I I after a certain point it just got kind of annoying i leveled up to probably around level 30 or something like that and i got kind of bored and i got tired of waiting around for taming dinosaurs and moved on yeah rikajimia and yui horie are both in there isn't yui horie one of your favorites mm-hmm. so yeah there you go i'm talking about persona 4 still i'm sorry <laughs> arc didn't look that appealing to me. It, just it, me. it, it really it, well. I I can see you not caring for it. There there is a little bit of the building aspect to Another it. The builder. The that's why I was Tame. mostly interested in it. But I I like I said I gave up on that. And then for the last <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me. For the last two days I've been modding Skyrim <laughs> again. Mod it until it breaks and then go on board. <laughs> Yeah, I, look at I, Andrew. This looks so amazing. Because, Chris, because, it's running at like ten <laughs> frames per second. Because we all know that you don't play Skyrim for the actual gameplay; you play it for the mods. <laughs> but no, I've I've had a kind of a broken mix of them, and I finally I dumped all of my mods and tried to uh, reinstall mods one at a time. And that's literally I spent most of, almost half the day on Thursday doing that, and then kind of half the day today trying to reinstall everything hmm. i just i beat uh resident evil 7 finally because i seen the resident evil 8 trailer and i'm like yeah i should probably finally play 7 mm-hmm. it was all right i i i think it was a solid story to tell but at the same time it's one of those ones where i'm not really a fan of first person horrors it usually just turns into first uh, like that was the, the jump one scare that, crap that like, was the one where they were they originally sold that as the VR one, right? Yeah, and that's probably one of the... It's, it's literally like one of the few VR games that is makes VR worth it. But I didn't play it VR. <laughs> Don't really care to. 
get a VR just to play one game. But yeah, it's like I originally thought it was going to be. It's just a bunch of jump scares and it gets very actiony at the later part, which sucks because it's not really that fun as an action game. I, I prefer something like Resident Evil 2 Remake more than that, which is kind of sucks that 8 is going back to the first person, but it's just not for me, I guess. It's for somebody else. Just how it is. But yeah. And um, it which sucks because I, I to get that to install, I had to move my Peach Beach Splash game to my other hard drive because <laughs> my SSD doesn't have much space <laughs> on it. So as I play the games, I just put them onto the SSD, and I have to wait for them to copy over and then play them and then move them back out of the other hard drive. It, it, I like that Steam has that option of moving the directory, and it does it for you, which makes it really simple to move games. But, uh, yeah, that's... Um, I started watching Dodo Herodo, which is very violent and gritty, but, like, dark humor violent. So it's... Uh, I like the world. It's very fascinating, but... Um, We'll have a review here soon on that one. And we watched A Whisker Away and did a review, which we'll probably post in two years. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> Whisker Away. Mario Kart is A Whisker Away is up on Netflix, so you guys can check that out. Uh, pretty solid movie there. So, And I think that's pretty much all that's been happening this week. Just um, Resident Evil and playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Boring life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to entertain ourselves every chance that we get, but... Yeah, that's uh, that's about it. If we, if you, if you do not mind, I'll move on to the news. Well, yeah, but you technically never stopped working. You work at home. I, I keep taking care of the dogs because that's kind of essential. You have to take care of the dogs. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am happy that I have my job that I can actually work remotely but at the same time I there is a side of me that's like I wish I got some time off <laughs> some forced time off I know that's 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 what I was thinking technically it would be kind of nice if we had a lot more time off but yeah I'm glad to have I'm glad I have my job and mm-hmm. I, I feel for people out there that, that lost their jobs and are yeah. waiting for the jobs to get back so yeah uh moving on Let's go to the news. That seems important to us. It should be important to you because it's important to us. Uh, first one we have is My Next Life as a Villainous. Or the first one we have. Did I say the first one I have? The first one we have is My... No, you said ne- next one. The next one. The next bit of news. I guess technically it's the next bit of news. Uh, My Next Life as a Villainous, All Routes Lead to Doom, is getting a second season in 2021. This is apparently announced on the last episode of the first season that we have not watched yet. That we need to watch. Because it's a good show, and I'm very excited that it's getting a second season. Not quite sure where it's going to go from here, but, uh, well, I guess it technically hasn't touched on too much, but I think it's it's getting to a, a good stopping point. We think it is it's technically... It doesn't seem like they have much more to do, if anything. Yeah, it, it is one of those ones where, is it going for technically a continuation of beyond the game itself i guess a possible reveal to the main character of another character let me put it that way um you'll probably hope you can pick up what i'm talking about um revealing to the main character who that character actually is and then possibly delving into uh team up and figuring out how to solve the last problem yeah, but they're probably going to solve that last problem in the last episode. That's my thing, my thinking. So, well, beyond that would have to be quote unquote the, beyond the game. 
Well, they did technically say that um, to resolve that uh, big enemy, let's just say that that a lot of uh, a lot of downfalls were going to happen. Yeah, and so to conquer that character, they would have to go this route and having them team up because that's the only other character that's the only character that knows the that route apparently. So you think he's going to flee and then that's going to be second season? Well, no, actually to conquer that character because that's what they were saying in the last episode that we watched was to save that character and saving that character kind of implies conquering that character. Right, but they're not going to you're saying that's not going to be done this season. Right. Uh, They'll have to go through that. the entire process of of conquering him. Yeah, I don't follow that one. I think they're going to solve that before the end of it, but we'll see. <laughs> we still haven't watched it yet. <laughs> we're all we're just speculating technically. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, good that it's getting a second season. Look forward to more of it. Definitely is a cute, fun little show. Um, yeah. Next one we have is the Tatami Galaxy is getting a sequel novel, which is shipping on July 29th in Japan. 16 years following the first one, so it's finally getting a sequel. I have very little information about it. We haven't, I've not watched the movie yet, and that was the probably the only way I'm going to jump into it is probably the movie, but eventually, eventually, I get around to, to watching that one. It's one of those that I've always wanted to watch but never got around to. Yep, round to it. They're hard to come by. Yeah, they are. Uh, G Kids and Shout Factory is planned to release Children of the Sea film on Blu ray and DVD on September 1st. I have again. <laughs> I don't know why. This is the one that I didn't really see much about, so I guess I never really looked into it. Uh, the synopsis is when Ruka was younger, she saw a ghost in the water at the aquarium where her dad worked. Now she feels drawn towards the aquarium and the two mysterious boys she meets there, Umi and Sora, who were raised by Dugongs? Dugongs? Is that like a sea lion? Dugongs? I have never heard of such a thing, so... Um... Dugongs. So either you, you're pronouncing it wrong or I Dugong. have never heard of it. Like a s- sperm whale? It looks like a manatee. Oh, yeah. It says manatee. Yeah, manatee. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like a sea lion. <laughs> I kind of... <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, and hear the same strange calls from the sea that she does. As the kids get caught up in the mystery behind the sudden worldwide disappearance of Ocean's Fish... They uncover cos- cosmic connections that will change them forever. Very interesting. Is it a CGI movie? It says CGI directions. I wonder if it's a CGI movie. I don't know. I'll have to look into that one. Very, very cool, though. So look forward to that to releasing on September 1st from G Kids and Shop Factory. Uh, as well, they're also releasing uh, a release of the Wind Rises film on Blu-ray and DVD. Yes, it's getting another release, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know that it was it was passing hands, but apparently it's now in G-Kids and Shout Factory's hands, so they'll be doing a release as well, in case, I guess, it sold out from the previous release, maybe. I don't know. But it's going to be releasing on September 22nd in North America. Uh, it's going to have extras, including a booklet, feature-length storyboards, and a quote-unquote 10 years with Hayao Miyazaki documentary episode, so... I guess you do get something additional out of it, because I don't think the original Wind Rises came with a documentary on it. But, um, that's cool. That's cool. I'm surprised Disney is let, letting these go. Mm-hmm. 
Was it Disney that released the last one? It just said it there. It uh, released it in November 2014. Oh, Walt Disney Studios. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And that's one of the last ones. So the, you know their, their, uh, their contract on that has to be semi-fresh. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's, if it's just past hands or if they just dropped the, the license on it. But, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't blame Shout Factory and G-Kids. I mean, the moment that that dropped, I would snatch it up, too. Or did G-Kids release it for Walt Disney Studios? They, I'm curious now. If they did it, they probably just did the... No. Just says Walt Disney. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I think G-Kids has picked up most of them, though, so... Cool stuff. Cool stuff on them. Um, and we also got kind of an answer from our last discussion. The last discussion, we were talking about how Anime Limited was going to be releasing Be the Beginning. And they kind of hinted at the idea that, yes, we do have plans to release it, release it in North America as well. Uh, this, of course, Be the, Be the, Be the Beginning is a uh, title that was streamed on Netflix exclusively. And then we got a release in Japan of it. And thankfully, Anime Limited was going to release it uh, in Europe, but they were also talking about releasing it in North America as well. They just didn't say exactly what their plans were. They said, you will find it on Right Stuff. Just not sure exactly how we're going to do it yet. Well, the answer is they're going to be working with Shout Factory. So Shout Factory will be doing the distribution of Be the Beginning on Blu-ray and DVD in North America on October 6th. And we'll have both the standard and limited editions for that. So really cool. Cool. Now get Neon Genesis Evangelion as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the other one we're talking about. Uh, Anime Limited is being do- is doing a release of Neon Genesis Evangelion Blu-ray in Europe, and I hope that that is a another one that we'll do on that one because that, that actually lends it more so in the idea that if Shout Factory gets the ability to distribute it in North America, then it leads it more to the idea that we will get some kind of really good limited edition through Right Stuff which would be cool as well. I'd really like a limited edition Evangelion as well. So we'll see. Crossing my fingers. Nudge, nudge. Shout factory. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That's that's good stuff. Now, I, I guess the thing that I haven't really looked too much into is the quality that they're currently doing. Because I, I don't think the ones that we've watched, like Maki and stuff, I don't think we really had any quality issues with them. I'm curious if people out there have already kind of put them under the, I guess, uh, looking glass or the magnifying glass like they do with Anaplex releases and Funimation releases to see if their quality is as good as something like Anaplex or if it's in the uh, nasty compression look of of something like uh, Funimation. So hopefully they're on the better side of it. Yeah, it's a little bit outside of my pay grade. So I just only noticed it whenever... It was hard to not notice it with ReZero. That was that was atrocious. Well, yeah. It, when you it, have that whole, like, half the screen is dark and you see those big old bubbles of gray and brownish that's kind of moving and you're like, is that a blob attacking him from the shadows? It's pretty noticeable. And I, I can't deny whenever we're watching something like, you know, Monogatari or something like the, the Fate Grand Order or the Fate series stuff, it's just crisp looking. Just looks it, so good. It, it is one of those things that sometimes I notice it. Sometimes I, most of the time I don't. It's it's, but when it's pointed out to me, pff, yeah, it's it, yeah, I see it like. Can I see what yeah. you, you pointed <laughs> out? 
I cannot see. But see, and that's that's just like most of the time I'm generally pretty easygoing with with kind of off modeling and stuff like that because it doesn't doesn't really bother me that much. But if you point it out, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it and I can't unsee it. It's it's just watching a show and I'm suddenly like, why is her head that shape? And Chris is like, why did you tell me that? Oh. <laughs> uh. And if I, because I, I pointed out while we're watching it so that when we get to the review and I point it out and he goes, well, I didn't notice any of that stuff. I go, well, I told you. I showed you and you said nod. You did acknowledge it. Uh, moving on, we have, you know, and the Haunted Hot Springs manga has come to an end. Uh, but good news is it confirmed an OVA that will be coming out. It's going to be a two episode anime OVA on Blu ray, which will ship uh, with its 24th volume on December 4th. So. Does Crunchyroll that had that? Please, Crunchyroll, can you get that? <laughs> That'd be nice. Oh, uh, you know, an OVA that's that's going to be probably something really etchy. Because the show itself was pretty etchy, so they're going to go all out on the OVA. Yeah, I mean, they got nothing to lose at that point. Just just destroy everything. We've learned that from from a certain Kakushigoto show. Get to go crazy at the end because you got nothing to lose. Uh, Bana Namco Arts and 8-Bit enter a partnership for animation content. Uh, this is apparently a partnership to so each side can utilize their uh, benefits. Of course, being 8-Bit, so they're going to be animating stuff for them. The first project they have is the Slime Diaries. That time I got reincarnated as a slime, which like, was supposed to release here soon. I think they got delayed. But um, not too sure about that that uh i guess technically eight bits another one of those ones where you kind of wonder if it's the the budget not so much the quality of the company itself because we got we got a lot of stuff from eight bit which i guess technically are mostly stained by the director (laughs) certain things like uh grisai and stuff that i didn't technically think was directed well which may have marred it in my eyes but uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime was was decently well animated and they had some good action scenes in it so I kind of technically have to take pause of my comments so I, I guess it technically is a good studio if they get the proper funding if that's the case and it's their faults have been mostly involving the directors so good on them though if they, if they can put some good money into it and they, they make some solid stuff out of it definitely look forward to what they can bring going forward just yeah, I question the comment of high quality hit content. <laughs> uh, we'll see, but yeah, eight bit's going to be taking advantage of Nano, Namco Bandai. Ban- I'm sorry, Bandai Namco. I, I hate that it's I keep, it, it's hard to tell which one goes first. Arts continuous production planning capability and networking capabilities. So possibly getting their hands on better properties or something. I don't know. We'll see. But um, good on both of them. They, it's a solid partnership. Look forward to see what they bring forward in the future. In the future. Yeah. Um, this is funny because at some point this week, I, I always do this following our previews. Whenever we do a preview, I at some point will go, crap, I wonder, did I did something pop up since our preview that will be for the next season that yep. we, we missed? And, and I'll have to come back later and go, sorry, guys, we did it a little bit too early. And it had, like, three in the list that wasn't there before. And I'm like, crap, three total shows. And then I went to look at it again today just to make sure if there was more. And it 
one of them dropped off of there. Actually, two of them dropped off of there again. So I guess somebody added them to Summer, and then they removed it from Summer. Yeah. So, and one of them was Dropout, uh, Idle Fruit Tarts Anime, and that's our next bit of news. It technically is delaying until October, so that's the reason why it was popped in there and then <laughs> moved to October, apparently. But, uh, yeah, those that are more excited to see Dropout, Idle Fruit Tarts, I seem to remember that. I don't know if I've seen the... The name sounds The manga awful. or something? Sound, yeah, manga. sounds awful uh, familiar. I think we talked about it being... Uh, green light for an adaptation. So, unfortunate, but um, she totally looks... In this art right here, she looks like the girl from um, uh, Layback Count. Yeah. <laughs> that that one seems better than my my remembrance, so... Because yeah. I was thinking of Happy Sugar Life. Yeah, that too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Scarred in your like, head. Why are you... Why are you bringing her in? Why is she an idol? <laughs> Stop being an idle, evil person. Uh, anyways, Mokuri Project releases a new anime CG short. Um, of course, this is a project being done by producer Kimi, uh, from Kiriku, the producer for Kimurakusa and Kimono Friends, Yoshita, Yoshitada Fukuhara, and uh, working with the character designer for Maiden Abyss, Akihito. Sukushi, of course, a while back we talked about this. They were uh, launching a crowdfunding project. They did pretty successful on that crowdfunding project, raising about $45,000. And um, in the end, their total raise was $128,000 U.S. dollars equivalent. And so now they're releasing a PV for it with that shows one of the main character, I guess. I'm guessing it's going to be the main character. Running around and making a gigantic cat thing that reminds me of the big pig from Seven Deadly Sins that is like their bar. <laughs> and then making it float and characters waving at them. It looks pretty cute. Think they updated to a Unity? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look as, as kind of... Not that it... I mean, it's like hyper detailed now. I mean, if if you you put this next to Kimurikusa, it's like night and day. There's vast amounts of difference, but I mean, it's just I it's it's one of those things. It's not Tatsuki's group, if that's what you mean. Oh, this is a the producer for Kimurikusa, not technically the studio Tatsuki and all them. Uh, the studio that's doing this one is Root Studio. It's a Chinese okay. 3D CG producer. And, yeah, it's gonna, it's supposed to be, in the end, a VR, CGI VR type of storytelling. So, Well, that would make a lot of sense out. because, like I said, it does not look like <laughs> stuff at all. No, no, no. Well, cool on though. I, I'm curious to see how that actually plays out as a storytelling device for for VR because you can't really, as the viewpoint, throw you around like that, and you kind of have to be pretty positional with with your character. Otherwise, you get motion sickness. Uh, there's a lot with VR that has to do with you have to have control over your movement. Otherwise, it messes with your head. So. Maybe, like, when she's crafting and stuff, maybe you have a viewpoint from the corner or something like that. It's interesting. I like the design, though. I, I Of course, I loved uh, the design of the characters in Maiden Abyss, and she definitely has that same look to her. 
So cool stuff. Good luck to them. Hopefully we'll we'll know more in the future exactly how that's going to play out because I'm pretty curious. Uh, the Promised Neverland manga has come to a close last week. Uh, its final volume, the final volume they're doing for it is the 20th volume, which will, of course, ship in October. For those who don't know, they, they do by chapter with their weekly magazines and then, or monthly, they're monthly and weekly, and then they'll compile them, them in the actual volumes that sell separately later on. So it's completed, the final chapter's concluded, and they will ship the last volume of it later this year in Japan. So... I seems hope like, no spoilers like pop up online. <laughs> yeah, it seems like I was hearing some rumors about it uh, coming to an end. Uh, do, you do know that that's on Viz, right? No. It says right here, though, yes. So, I mean, if you want it, I, you can read it off of my my account. Might have to. Mm-hmm. Might, might have I'm to. I'm surprised that you didn't jump on, on it three times ago when I Because I hate Viz's app. <laughs> You, then you say, didn't you say you can use Viz on something else, like Bookwalker, was it? No, that's Or do you have to use Viz's app? You have to use Viz's app. Oh. For Shonen Jump stuff, yes. Fuck. <laughs> you're not talking to... Damn you're not, it, you're Robert, thinking, fix the Viz app, too, while you're at it. <laughs> you're not thinking of the... Um, that other app, are you? Maybe I'm thinking of the Yen Press app. Yen Press is, that, is horrid. That is, one is that is, the one that has like the the angel pretty boy yes, in the front of it? Okay, I'm thinking of the Yen Press one. That's yeah, that is. one is sorry, Viz. Yen Press, I'm not not being harsh on you. Yes, I am being, being harsh. harsh on you. But <laughs> I, I, I I love your stuff. Just just not your app. Yeah, Roberts, get on that Yen Press app. <laughs> no, I it, I love Yen Press stuff. I have what. Like fifteen complete series. I have all the, all the Spice and Wolf, which is all Yen Press. I have the School Live ones, all the ReZero. I, I support Yen Press. <laughs> just I, not I, their I, app. I bought an entire series on on Yen Press. The, yeah. Don't ask me how I can get access to it. I I don't know, but um, I did I bought buy. an entire series. Don't know how to get access to it, but I got it. Well, I I switched over from one one iPad to another iPad, and I have no clue as as to how I can restore the purchase. Normally, was it you like have a, a was it like a DRM free one where you just load it in yourself? Like I did with no, the other. I, I I purchased. Um, well, it it was it was the um, Trinity Seven. I bought a whole bunch of those, and when I moved over, plus a bunch of Madoka Magicas. Was it a single buy thing? I bought a volume, but I mean, it's not t- tied to an account. I don't know. I I'm, on my new iPad, I can't get it. Did That's you buy it through the store on the app itself? I Typically, think they don't so. let you do that. They typically make you have to buy it from like Safari so that Apple doesn't get a cut of it. No, it was. I'm almost positive I bought it through their app. Huh, that's surprising. See, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, that is that is one that I want to keep up on. But it is one of those ones where I I think it was so fantastically anim- or done as the anime itself. I might wait until the second season airs, and, but I don't know if the second season might cover the rest of the manga. But um, that unfortunately is not until next year, so I'm not not might not want to have to wait that long <laughs> we'll see we'll see i've been i've been considering picking up on a couple of them that i need to really get completed like i want to get on the spice and wolf stuff and complete that stuff i finally got completed on school live i finally got the last of um 
Happiness. So I need to read that last two volumes of that one. Get that one done. Might have I to do like so, a. Might have to do a I so gotta episode. catch up on happiness. It is driving me nuts that I have not caught up on happiness. I'm still way back at what uh, volume five or something like that. I think so. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, manga, manga problems, <laughs> manga problems. Uh, let's move forward. We have do do do. Magical Senpai is ending as well, or has is going to be ending with its eight volumes. So. That one will be coming to a close, unfortunately. I think that one still has not been picked up in the West, which kind of sucks. But um, mm. it says Kodansha Comics right there. Yeah, Kodansha mm, Comics. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I've seen it on one of my apps. So. Just need another season. That's all we need. Another animated season. Yeah, they finish it up pretty quick. Uh, Bookwalker is planning to release Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher? And uh, Tin Pudu manga digitally so if you're looking for some etchy fun i guess i won't judge you go to Bookwalker and you can watch <laughs> that or read that one uh it looks like july 14th so it's already won't judge you in fact i will probably kind of cheer you on from the side don't tell anybody i'm cheering you on though don't do that uh gintama manga is getting a new net anime special in early 2021 so all the Gintama fans look forward to that. Cool stuff. I uh, still need to watch that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The first two volumes of Grisaya Phantom Trigger is set to release digitally on Nintendo Switch in Japan on June 25th. Now, the cool thing here is don't go, okay, well, great, we'll wait until it can finally come over here. Uh, apparently, it will have options, language options for... Uh, all, all the languages, Japanese, English, not all the languages, but <laughs> were Japanese, English, and Chinese simplified. So uh, for those English, I can't read Japanese uh, fans out there, including myself, <laughs> that means you can actually technically go onto the eShop, Japanese eShop, buy this, and be able to switch it over to English, um, which is pretty cool. So I'm going to assume that eventually, once they've released all the chapters, I'm not exactly sure how many chapters there are. Uh, this, Like I said, this one shows the first and second volumes. Uh, I'm assuming that once they're all released, they'll probably do a physical release, because they always do. And then I'll probably grab it at that point. But that is cool that that is getting a, an English option, at least, so that people over here can grab it immediately, since it's not region locked. One of these days, I really got to get on that story i know i it's gonna be brutal but it's one of those that i've always wanted to go and get farther into than i did well this is the second one right not furugasaya right okay just making sure you know i did get through furugasaya i did not even bother with the other ones if i remember yeah i'm right. curious if because yeah technically after the first parts of grisaya and it starts getting into like the backstory of the main character it's like okay yeah this is kind of a little bit overly violent and everything, but I am curious if Phantom Trigger will be equally as kind of punishing, I guess, to the viewer with its violence well, and stuff. That and the fact that I kind of want to actually do the kind of more source material, be i.e. the visual novel. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't back the the Phantom Trigger stuff. I I was pretty <laughs> I was pretty done with Sekai Project after the <laughs> Fruit of Gaia, so I didn't. When this popped up, I was like, yeah, no, thank you. 
Even though I think technically with this one, they went direct. I want to say that Front Wing went direct with their crowdfunding. So cool stuff, though. Cool stuff. Uh, sad news. Let's get into some COVID delays and changes. Uh, first one being Log Horizon. Third season is delayed until January 2021. Um, NHK has announced. So so we've got a little bit of a reprieve. Got, we, can, <laughs> we got more time to catch up on it. Got more time for Andrew to figure out if he finished the show or not. <laughs> oh, I know I didn't. So, And I know uh, you're, you're farther behind than me. So, I thought I was pretty close to the end. No, because I think it was like 225s, wasn't it? And I was thinking that I was, like, way into it, like, being 25 or something like that. I don't know. I'll have to look at it again. But, um, yeah, sad news for most people, but uh, good news for us to get caught up, I guess. <laughs> we'll look at the glass half full. Uh, other ones we have is first the first Fate Grand Order anime film for the Camelot uh, series is delayed. It's going to be uh, announced later on when the actual new date is going to be. It was originally slated for August 15th opening. So, And another movie, the first Sailor Moon Eternal film is delayed until January 8th. So, bummer deal. But that is kind of a, a new norm we're kind of dealing with at the moment. So hopefully things clear up eventually. But um, to get our, our, our moods back up, I can announce that... <laughs> <laughs> Rent a girlfriend is getting a spin-off manga just for Sumi. So if you are currently watching the PVs waiting for the show to come out and Sumi has caught your eye like she did us, you can look forward to it getting her getting her own spin-off manga which, which is premiering on June 21st. Which one was her voice actress? Mm, Ria Takashi. Cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, see here, Aniplex.exe's new Atari uh, My Dear Moments game gets a new pre uh, preview video, which you can check out online now. Uh, it's still set to release on June 20th. They're going to be releasing it on Steam, I believe. Um, the, the I wonder if Steam is region locked. I wonder if you would be able to download it in the U.S. or if it's region locked to Japan. Because the demo is available apparently on Steam. I don't know if it's available for American. I don't to think see it. so. I think I've seen some stuff pop up on my on my uh, queues that are foreign. So that's really good though. The PV, the PV that they released was it's great animation on it. Just looking forward to being an anime already. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait about a year before it becomes an anime. But uh, for now, we can wait for it to be a a release on Steam. Uh, they're giving a description for it. Ikaruga Natsuki, a boy who lost his mother and his leg in an accident some years earlier, returns uh, disillusioned from a harsh life in the big city to find his old countryside home half swallowed by the sea. Left without a family, all he has to his name is the ship and a submarine left to him by his oceanologist grandmother and her debts. Uh, his only hope to restoring the dreams for a future that he has lost is to take up an opportunity presented to him by a suspicious step collector, Catherine. Uh, they set sail to search the sunken ruins of his grandmother's laboratory in order to find treasures. Rumored says uh, she left there. Uh, but what they find there is not riches or jewels. It's a strange girl lying asleep in a coffin at the bottom of the sea, Atari. 
Atari is a robot, but her appearance and her wealth of emotions would fool anyone into thinking she is a living, breathing human being. In gratitude for being salvaged, she makes a declaration to Natsuki, um, I want to fulfill my master's final order. Until I do, I'll be your leg. She turns into a leg and attaches herself to his lower... Joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back. I'll be your leg. And in a little town slowly being de- enveloped by the ocean, an unforgivable summer is about to begin for this boy and this mysterious robot girl. Sounds cute. Sounds cute. So. Yeah, it is one of those ones where increasingly more a lot of these companies are actually um it looks like uh the game will feature scenarios and planning by asuta kono from front wing front wing and makura are developing the game so front wing especially uh key has been doing it as well they're kind of pushing more to the idea of doing global launches of of visual novels or at least themselves pr- producing them for the west so ho- hopefully something like this will get a western release very quickly but we will have to wait and see. Cool stuff, though. Looks cute. Again, that's Atori from Aniplex EXE. Uh, some sort of good news is Tokyo has lifted its COVID-19 alert. Uh, we kind of mentioned this a while back, but the Metropolitan Government has lifted the alert due to the spike that was caused a couple of weeks, or a few weeks, about a month ago, actually. Um, and it's entered its third phase and final stage of recovering uh, the recovery roadmap. I think they're opening up a lot of venues. They're still kind of applying a lot of restrictions to venues and concerts and stuff like that. But um, hopefully it's a good sign and not a, pretty, <laughs> a too early sign. But it's good to see recovery. It's always good to see some good news from the COVID side. Uh, Eden Zero Manga is getting a TV animation. So cool there i don't know if that has anything to do with fairy tale or if it's his is that his earlier works before fairy tale eden zero or is that a mashup i don't know it doesn't look quite like everybody and i don't think it's that other uh story i don't remember what the name of that one was but so it doesn't look like either of them it says so at guessing at Granville kingdom an abandoned music park shiki has lived his entire life amongst machines by, uh, but one day, Rebecca and her cat companion, Happy... Well, there's Happy. I don't know if Happy's in both of them. Appear in the park front gates. I guess the question is, the creator who did Fairy Tale. It doesn't sound like the original. I, I, I apologize to Fairy Tale fans. I'm not super uh, knowledgeable about uh, Hiromashima's work, so you'll have to excuse me. <laughs> uh, Rave Master, that's Rave right. Master. That was his earlier one. So he did Rave Master. Yeah, because Plue, Plue is the Plue is the the kind of mascot character. Yeah, the snow Rave thing. Master. Yeah, yeah. this little snow snowman thing. Uh, and yeah, Eden Zero was a later one. So I don't know if Eden Zero is a mashup or if it's just just a new work by him. Yeah, the characters definitely do look similar, but that's his art style. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to make an assumption. I mean, you've got Wendy, you've got uh, Erza's right there, you've got uh, Ice Boy. <laughs> Ice Boy? Ice Boy. Ice Boy. <laughs> you got Lucy. Eugene Gray or Ice Boy? Or are we just going with Ice Boy? 
It's got to be a, a brand new thing. I, I guess somebody out there that's like a huge fan could probably clarify for us, but it does look like it's its own thing. Just, yeah, using a lot of the character designs from previously. Oh, we'll see. Let's see. That's, that's cool stuff, though. Seeing, seeing more of his work getting adapted is always cool. Especially for, for fans out there, I'm sure. I guess that was Evergreen. Evergreen? Yeah, she had a big old helmet on for some odd reason, though. Oh. Uh, let's see here. Jose, the tiger. I'm guessing it's Jose. It might be Jose. Doesn't, does not, it doesn't look like it's spelled like a Jose, but Jose. <laughs> the tiger and the fish anime uh, film is getting delayed as well from COVID. Uh, they have not announced a new release date for it, but um, yeah, unfortunate for that one as well. I, th- I think that's one that we've talked about before. It looks really cute, but um, unfortunately, getting delayed as well. The story centers around a relationship between Suneo and Josie. Suneo is a university student, and Josie is a young girl who has rarely gone out of her house due to her uh, being un- unable to walk. The two meet when t- uh, Suneo finds Josie's grandmother taking out her uh, taking her out for a morning walk. Hopefully that one doesn't take too long to get over here on the west side of the planet, as they say. Uh, redo of Healer anime adaptation is set to premiere in 2021, so they're apparently finally putting a date to this one. Uh, this is a revenge fantasy story that centers around Kayarga, oh <laughs> a healer who is used to being tossed around by his fellow adventurers on the assumption that healers cannot fight on their own. However, when the when he achieves the ultimate healing magic and heals the world itself, mm-hmm. he goes back four years to do redo his life. I've, I've been I've been pointed to the fact this is indeed a revengey sekai. So we'll look forward to this one being maybe our first one besides Shill Hero. Technically, we'll see. We'll see. Now that is kind of I wonder if they're playing off the trope idea that with with MMOs and stuff, it's always like everybody like babies the healer because you can't do the dungeon without the healer. <laughs> and so it's kind of doing a reverse on the idea of like, well, you need us to kill anything. So I kind of like that because I was joking the other day about the idea that whenever you play Final Fantasy 14 at the end of the dungeon, it lets you give somebody a commendation. And everybody always commendates the healers. I commendate like the DPS mostly all the time because I know that everybody commendates the healer or maybe the tank. But it's like, you guys do know that, yeah, technically the healer in some situations has to go through a lot of stressful healing because people are just screwing up and getting hit by stuff and they have to basically save everybody's mistakes. But technically everybody is doing their own part to the situation, so why is it always the focus on the healer? So it is it is kind of funny, the idea of kind of having a story that might twist that on its head. Like, you need us, healer. Do yeah, that. I love my healers, so. <laughs> I doubt you'd be able to do that in MMO. They'll just leave and go find another dungeon because their queues are instant. If we didn't have the whole fact of having to deal with queue times, I think most people wouldn't have, like, as much, like, babying the healer aspect to them. Like, don't leave the dungeon. We need you to finish <laughs> it. And we don't want to wait 30 minutes for another healer. Pretty much. So, yeah. There you go. Look forward to that one in 2021. That's only, like, a... That's right around the corner, right? It's right around the corner. Sure. I think most people are excited for 2021 just to get out of 2020. 
Kadansha Comics and Vertical have announced new licenses. We have Summer of You, Chasing After Aoi Koshiba, Haru's Curse, A School Frozen in Time, Starcrossed, and Cells at Work Baby. It's not like Cells at Work Baby. It's just it's Cells at Work, but they're little chibi babies. So This one looks like March comes like a lion. That the same now oh, the same creator as your lion April. Okay, that makes sense. It that, looks like your lion April. Like, yeah. <laughs> so a school frozen in time uh, apparently is is done by uh, the same person that did your lion April. So that probably would pique people interest more. Check out. Uh, and this one looks a lot like that. Uh, what was it called? It was a girl, the time traveling girl. Grandma sent her back in time. Looks like her art style. Well, it's Fly's art. Let's see, Fly. Uh, yep, Irodoku, <laughs> the world in colors. Character designer did uh, the art for Chasing After Aoi Koshiba, which doesn't really give you much. It's just the artist, so it's just the cover art. Maybe some art inside there is going to look like Irodoku if you like that one. I did enjoy it, but it's just the art art style, which I did enjoy that art style. That's one thing about light novels. They get some really, really freaking awesome mm-hmm. cover arts and stuff like that. Takeoka did Masamune's Kun's Revenge manga. So that's the story writer? Takeoka? Yeah, the story writer. So there's another reason if you want to go after chasing after Aoi Koshiba. It's the same person that did Masamune Kun's Revenge manga, so... Some interesting titles there, actually. So, cool stuff. Crunchyroll has announced that they will be doing the Crunchyroll Expo. Uh, it's 2020 Expo, but they're going to be doing it online. So, <laughs> I guess you can be happy that it's still going to happen. Just it's going to be online only, obviously, for the COVID situation. Uh, the convention will run an online format from September 4th to September 6th. So, look forward to that. I'm curious what they'll probably plan on doing for that long a period of time but we'll we'll have to wait and see good on them though I, I think that the idea of moving a lot of these convention online for the moment being at least is awesome i do hope they do it does say like they're gonna do a virtual panel uh guest panels they're gonna do interactive events special announcements and other contents uh the organizers will reveal more in the in july mid-july but if they want some i guess Suggestions? I guess one of the biggest appeals to conventions is the idea of the actual uh, sales floors and stuff. So maybe you can create a convention-specific side of your store online that will include special deals and stuff like that that people can get involved with, you know cool sales like good sales i guess technically most of the time or at least the stories i've heard is a lot of that stuff is like you buy it just because it's there and you can grab it immediately and don't have to wait for it to ship or something like that but they're technically a lot of the times more expensive but that'd be a good opportunity to do some sales and stuff just to give that kind of sense of a, a sales floor maybe maybe even bring on some people that do art and stuff to sell their art in there yeah that's true that'd be a cool thing maybe you get some people to pre- Submit their stuff that you can sell on their artist have like an artist alley specific area of the of the sales of the shop. So, all right, all right, look forward to that. If you were were a little bummed out thinking that that wasn't going to happen, Shaman King 
apparently is getting another anime adaptation. I think I watched a little bit of Shaman King, maybe like two episodes of it. And I think I, I don't know why I didn't continue on from it, but yeah, I, I only maybe watched a couple episodes of it. But apparently the uh, the manga is getting a readaptation, and they're actually going to be doing apparently all of it. So uh, for the original one, I think it was kind of treated similar to, from what I understand, it was treated similarly to um, Full Metal Alchemist, where they did a adaptation, and then the manga actually had the actual ending later on so the anime itself is obviously probably different than the manga itself and so they're going to do similar to that where they're going to readapt the entire thing now with the actual true ending that the manga did so pretty cool i'm uh there was something about shaman king that i was kind of uh intrigued by and that i wanted to check it out but i like i said for some reason i didn't continue and finish it so i am excited to see that it is getting a readaptation and they're going to be doing a you know, a Fruits Basket slash Full Metal Alchemist thing where they actually do the entire thing. They've actually claimed they're going to be doing all 35 volumes as, as an adaptation, so... Cool stuff? It's not one that I've ever really... I don't think I've ever really heard of it. I So that one is out of my reach on, right now. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. But if it got... got it's getting a re... Uh, Readaptation that means it did something right. It did so something people... right. <laughs> uh, yeah, true, true, true. Uh, Wataru Shimizu, who did the, uh, who's the creator for Real Account, is going to be launching a new manga by the end of summer. So if you're a big fan of Real Account, you can check that out. I think I read the Real Account, unless I'm thinking of a different one. I forget. <laughs> I, I at some point had a really weird itch that I read a bunch of weird offshoot mangas at some point and I don't remember half of them but uh, if you're a fan of Real Account look forward to another work for, by the creator for that one so some good news for Aokana fans Aokana 4 Rhythm Across the Blue is getting uh, another visual novel it's going to be uh, extra two visual novels starting production um, the sad news is <laughs> for those that are wanting to pick up the actual game that's being released in the West, P-Cube has confirmed that the PS4 version of Aokana for Rhythm Across the Blue is getting Sonied. So it will have four modified scenes and the removal of three other scenes. So I would, I guess, suggest getting the Switch version or maybe the PC version if you don't like the censorship that typically comes with Sony's platform these days. Uh, because it looks like the PS4 one's getting getting modified. <laughs> I am glad they actually came out and said, hey, look, guys, these, this is what's being modified in it. I do respect PQ for doing that. I think the idea of waiting until a game comes out before people have to discover the modifications that you make of it is kind of shady. So good on them for, for coming out ahead of the game and mentioning that. Um... I do want to kind of get out. I, I do want the switch version of it. I am kind of curious if the switch version is the same as the Asian version. I'm guessing it is because they're specifically saying the PS4 version has these modifications in it. So we'll see. I, I think, I, I think this clarifies it for me because when I went to go buy Awakana from, I was, I think I was going to buy it from play Asia. Cause I think a lot of the other 
outlets like Amazon didn't have it available. And PlayAsia has the PQ version of it on their site. There was a lot of mention of it being censored, and I think that was probably reviews of the PS4 version or something like that. But I'll, I'll have to research it more to find out. Yeah. Hate that stuff. <laughs> yep. I really do. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> uh, again, it is releasing in the West on August 21st, so look forward to just, it. Just give me the game that I, w- I want and I want to purchase. I'm, I'm sick of this crap. really am. Doesn't make me rush out to get a um, any games for that are multiple platforms on the Sony platform. That's for sure. And it is one of those kind of really goofy things because it's like, and I guess this is technically something we've discussed before. I don't know if I've mentioned this particular part of it, but you can, you can play a lot of Sony games. I mean, first party games like Last of Us. Um, what was that goofy? crappy game that I bought and played for like 10 minutes before I put it down. The Order 1886? Order 1886 literally has a guy at the very beginning that he's in the bed with some lady and they're rushing, and you're rushing through the room and he gets up and literally his thing is hanging out. And it's like, but that's like perfectly fine to have in a game, but censor the crap out of everything else. If As long as, it, I guess, like Rockstar, something, a company... A company is not going to tell Rockstar to censor their games. Rockstar has plenty of stuff in there that is, like, GTA V I played here recently. Tons of very inappropriate stuff. Lots of foul language. uh, Sex scenes and everything. You can go into a strip club, but don't censor that. No, censor Alcana, (laughs) because that game is very inappropriate. It's like the church lady that just can't see certain things, and she's like, oh, no, this one. This one needs to be changed. Don't, no, don't mess with that one. Don't go in that door. Go in this door. This one's a bad people. It's from Japan. It's just, it. it's very hypocritical in the end, so. I wasn't even going Anyways. on that. I wasn't even going on that that route. I just, I'm, I'm flat out sick of it. It just, if you want to protect the children's or something, then fine, protect the children's, but... I'm a full-grown adult. I can wa- play whatever freaking game I want. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm really... <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm sick rating. of it. Stop doing this board. crap. That's what the rating board is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is there for. Well, that was the unfortunate thing with the guy from... The I Sin don't Rock need a nanny. Up. I really don't need a nanny. I don't. I'm tired of this crap. I'm, I really am. It's like the Singer Kagura guy and how Sony has pushed him so far to the point where he's like, literally has given up on it. And he's he's after, he doesn't want to leave the Sony platform because it does have a huge audience of buyers, and he feels like he's in a corner because yeah everybody's like go no put it on the, the PC and it's like yeah that's technically an option right there but he's so disenfranchised by that censorship that it's literally killing his drive to create things and it's just really sad and and if you're curious as to how this yeah th- this is just so happens to be an anime game this is crap that is happening in anime world too okay i'm sick of this crap stop changing stuff stop hiding stuff i don't need censorship yep yep <sighs> you good no i'm really not <laughs> not until it stops uh, 5BP and Mages reveal that they are now working on a new Konosuba game for the PS4 and Switch. So look forward to the Switch version, at least. <laughs> uh, it's slated for September 24th in Japan. It's going to be called Konosubarashi Sekai ni Shokufuku no o Kono Yokubo no Isho ni 
Chaoyi, oh, which is roughly translated Konosuba, love for these clothes of desire. Uh, it's going to be a fully voiced adventure game. Uh, it's going to be questing and adventuring for materials to make the clothes that fulfill the three main heroines' desires. So, look forward to that one. That sounds interesting. We don't have really any kind of real perspective of the gameplay or anything like that, but um, the story, the new story begins with Kazuma's party finding a black slate, a magical item that has the ability to make clothes. However, they are accused once more by Sina, this time for the theft of the slate. And they are threatened with banishment. Even worse, Cosma finds out that the slate is also cursed to make anyone's desire to the opposite. With the usual masochistic darkness turned into a ruthlessly sadistic queen, <laughs> <laughs> the top lolly Megamin uh, turned to the founder of the Lollita Confederacy. <laughs> and the dysfunctional Aqua turned into the actual proper goddess. <laughs> there you go. It's an opposite thing, obviously. <laughs> Cosmo must find a way to make the clothes that satisfy their desires and return them to normal. That sounds awesome. So, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Please don't censor it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. I, 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 I'm, t- I'm done being nice to these folks. I'm sorry. It, I want it done right. Give it to me right. I want it, and I want it now. I want it right, right, and I want it now. Ah. <laughs> uh. You know what else will be censored? Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Infinite Gummit, stop it! (laughs) Infinite Combat ships west in August. So P-Cube announced they were releasing it on Switch. The the platform that shall not be mentioned at this point. And PC in Europe and North America on August 7th and 11th, respectively. So look forward to a fun little dungeon crawler with the characters from... And it's coming to my Switch, yes. I'm happy. Yep. Um, I think it's just digitally, question mark. I don't know. They're going to have a bundle with a soundtrack art book, reversible pillowcase of Hestia, and six art cards. Ooh, collector's edition. Um, I will have to... I might have to take time to look that one up to see if I can get a reversible pillowcase with Hestia. <laughs> uh, I'm proud of you. Yep. Cool stuff, though. Cool stuff, though. It, it kind of looks like a they're like scrunchy up chibi characters and kind of like an overhead Zelda ish looking type gameplay. So yeah, yeah. All right, moving forward, Crunchyroll has announced that the God of High School will be getting a dub. So for those that are huge fans of God of High School, but like they're still some dub, you can look forward to a dub of the of the premiere of. Now, I don't know if they necessarily are saying that it will be a quote-unquote simul-dub or if they will be just kind of releasing the dub over time. We'll have to wait to see how quickly they're going to actually do the release of it. But, you know, that'd be cool if they actually do get kind of something similar to what Funimation does with their simul-dubs. Oh, yeah. Persons in Crunchyroll, if you're listening to us, we seem to be having a problem with the app lately. For some stupid reason, every time a dub comes out, it wants to remind <laughs> us that there is a new episode, which yeah. we don't want to watch that particular version of it. And we don't need an update on when that comes out. We only need to know when the new Japanese version comes out. It's all Japanese, technically. Well, just... Yeah. 
But now I was thinking like making it to where like when you go to the actual series, you can select to queue just like the dub or the the regular sub. That's really all it is. Is it, I understand having them in the same spot so that you can either choose whichever version and it's all nice and pretty and everything's in one place so that you don't have a English version of the show and then a Japanese version of the show separate. Having them together is nice, but it's making a, making us have to double check to make sure that the new one isn't up. Yeah. Which is kind of defeating the purpose. And so we end up going through the same shows over and over and over and over again throughout the course of the day just to make sure that the new one didn't pop and we didn't see. Still better than Funimation's app. <laughs> Let's not get started on Funimation. <laughs> uh, let's see here. NHK. Which is a part of Sony. Yeah. NHK and Studio Ghibli's posted visuals of the studio's first CG feature, Earwig and the Witch. It's going to be based on Deanna Wayne's Deanna Wayne Jones novel. Uh, of course, this is one that's being directed by Goro Miyazaki. Uh, the synopsis is, Not every orphan would love living in St. Morald's ch- home for children, but Earwig does. Uh, she gets whatever she wants, whenever she wants it, and it's been that way since she was ado- uh, dropped on the orphanage doorstep by- as a baby. But all that's changing the day that Bella Yaga and the Mandrake come to St. Morwall's uh, disguised as foster parents. Earwig is whisked off to the mysterious house um, full of invisible rooms, potions, and spell books, and magic around every corner. Most children would run in terror in a house like that, but not Earwig. Uh, using her own cleverness with the with all with a lot of help from talking cats, she decides to show the witch who's boss. It's definitely not what the Key art, let she me believe. Has, she even has earwig uh, horns on her head. How funny. Yeah. Definitely um, not a fan of the, the CGI. <laughs> it looks very Western, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if, uh, if uh, Cherry Cigarette's son can figure it out. <laughs> Again, I mean, that other work. It's just I'm joking about this particular one being CGI. Not a not a huge fan of CGI, but we'll see. We'll see. Next bit we have is G Kids licenses on Goku, our sound film on uh, for North America. So the synopsis is: When you're bored, teenager looking for thrills, sometimes the only thing you can do is turn to rock and roll. Having no skills, money, and even a full set of drums, a feared trio of high school delinquents nevertheless decide that they are destined for musical glory in a quest to impress their friend Aya, avoid a rival gang, and most importantly, jam out. So, yeah. Very interesting choice of a show to pick up or a film to pick up, but I don't know. It's one of those ones where it might not look the greatest, in my opinion, but uh, it might have a really f- awesome story, so... We'll see. I'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't know. I'm not too impressed. Over 40,000 hand-drawn keyframes. Ooh. They're going old school with it. 
Yeah, that's, like I said, that not my favorite style to it, but again, sometimes stuff like that just is, just maybe happens just based off of the story itself, so we'll see. We'll see. I'll, get, I'll let them, I'll let them change my mind if I actually get a chance to watch it. Uh, let's see. They had a PS5 event. Did you ever go back and actually watch the PS5 event? No, I didn't know it even happened. <laughs> I didn't know it happened. Chris is on the bleeding edge of gaming right now. I will say, um, hate the fact that it opened up with GTA Five. I don't, I don't know why you would open up at here's next gen PS Five revealing everything now. Open with GTA Five, really? <laughs> like how much did they pay you for that to happen, or how much did you want to? I guess uh, uh, get in good favors with Rockstar that you would put that at the beginning, like. Wait, why are they showing a, I don't know, was it now like seven-year-old game to show off the next generation? Yeah, that that fills me. The one, I would say the one thing that actually was very impressed by was um, Pragmata. Pragmata is completely still like concept and probably, it, it probably will never even happen. But it looked really cool. It had like this guy in like a spacesuit in like an abandoned, I don't know, Tokyo or a metropolitan area. And there's like this little girl there and everything's kind of warped. And it seems like the girl has the ability to create things for him that he can use. And things get all crazy. It, it looked very, very Kojima-ish <laughs> in how weird it looked, but... I thought it was pretty cool how it kind of laid out. And it lo- it looked visually amazing. So I don't know. It I think it's Capcom that's that's doing it. But like I said, it it, it looks very concept art esque, not necessarily a game. But if it can become a game, I would be totally on board with playing it because it looked really cool. Yeah, it looks a little bit rough. I mean, it looks cool. I mean, her her hair is not laying properly but it's doing it 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 looks cool well if you see what it's going to be doing here in a second you technically can't have every single strand of hair flowing perfectly because you're not going to be able to render that on a ps5 without it choking up because i i think there's actually a a 60 frame per second version of it so to be able to do all that's happening in that concept demo thing it's it's very technologically impressive so We'll have to wait and see if it actually becomes something, but it was probably the one thing that I was glued to the entire... Like, of everything that was in that presentation, that was the one that I was glued to. Like, yeah, technically, seeing Resident Evil 8 made me want to go play Resident Evil 7, just so I know who he shot. That technically is a spoiler that he shot. Um, I... Everything else, I, I just... It was a lot of indie games that I... Honestly, personally, I don't. It, it's not me. It's I, not that it's they're bad. It's just I'm not impressed by them, and I don't. I don't go after them, so they're they're obviously not for me. Uh, the what was it called? Ghostwire. I was a little bit disappointed by because I think the the initial talks and concept art for Ghostwire. Had me intrigued. Of course, that was also the aspect of having that goofy girl on the stage going spooky. <laughs> um, 
but it just looked like an action game. It didn't really look like it was, again, quote-unquote spooky. So, again, I, but I'm not really a huge fan of first-person games like Resident Evil 7. I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm more of a fan of third-person. I think it's a lot cooler. Uh, a lot more engaging to me, I guess. The video they did of... What is it called? God... Uh, Godfall. The gameplay footage of Godfall looked really good. Now, I don't really particularly like the fact that it, it looks 60 frames per second sometimes, and other times it's not, which I think is a little bit disorienting times, but it, when it's going 60 frames per second, it, it looks really good. So it might be one of those ones that maybe hopefully eventually becomes PC, and then you can actually play it. That makes sense if it's Vanquish. <laughs> Did they say Vanquish from the people that made Vanquish? It looks very Vanquish. But it, look, it looks really cool, though. But again, at the same time, I'm not really a huge fan of the uh, looter shooters, but in a in a kind of medieval style, I guess. But it it does look cool visually. Oh, not just says vanquish foes. Not vanquishers of vanquish. <laughs> um, I think that was the only thing that the only ones that really kind of stood out to me. Another Gran Turismo, which is great. Of course, the Ratchet and Clank was like the only thing that really did technically show the power of the SSD, which is impressive. Seeing them basically fall through different worlds that are instantly loading in front of them is definitely a good showcase of the power of it being an SSD. <laughs> um, it's a Brianna Tarth. No. Looks like her, though. Looked like her. Uh, Oddworld came back, apparently. I think that was it. I think that was the only thing that really kind of jumped out. That bug game, bug eat, bug eat game. Oh my gosh, that looks so stupid. But hey, you got to have kids games in there somewhere to bring in the the families, I guess. And then, of course, they shut off the console, which I'm blown away that they did two separate consoles, one being Blu-ray and one being digital only. Uh, good luck to the people that get the digital only version and have to... <laughs> they go buttonless. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Are those just small? People are saying that it's too big. I want to look at this. Somebody released a picture of the console, like, in somebody's hands, and it was huge. But if you look at a controller sitting next to it, I it looks guess... like it's a standard 18 Technically, inches. yeah, the same as usual. I don't, I don't think that picture... Maybe that guy is really small. But like, if you see the the like, here is the console screen on that video, and you base the size of the console based off the controller sitting next to it. It's not that big, but I'll be I'll be laying it down. I don't I don't like stand up like that. I'd... I wonder if those are going to be those uh, touch sensitive glass like the like the Apple. Uh, you mean on controllers? Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably the have buttons a touchpad. look different. They yeah, they look they'll, really. They'll probably do a touchpad like the PS4. Well, no, I'm talking about the actual controller and the because those look very very funky. No, they're going to have regular D pads and stuff. The only thing different on the controller is they're going to apparently. I think they're supposed to have like haptic feedback on the triggers, and uh, kind of like the Joy Cons, they're going to have that kind of rumble on it, that the haptic feedback rumble and stuff. I'm not a fan of the, I don't know, ice cream sandwich look to it. <laughs> the router with two pieces of papers on the side look to it. But I, I don't really, I, 
I don't really care so much what they look like as long as I can fit on as long as they can lay down it can fit on my countertop I really don't care um, I'm glad that it, apparently it does have an ability to lay down because I would hate to have it standing up just like the Xbox I wasn't really a fan of the idea of having a stand up tower like even my PC under my TV it's sideways down underneath there I don't like things like sticking up in front of my television or something <laughs> bugs me a little bit yeah. I don't think it looks all that bad We'll just have to wait to see, yeah, so you can see the controllers. They're actual regular, like these. Yeah, but I, I, what I was saying is they, they, it looks like that clear glass, so I wonder if that's just an aesthetic choice or if it's going to be that uh, sensor glass that, that Apple's been using oh, it's, a lot it's, lately. It's probably aesthetic because they do that with the Vita. The Vita has that kind of look to it, mm. that glass look to it. Now, it could, but make it more expensive. And we're getting I'm extra accessories, pulse... too, all together. Yeah, I was curious if the Pulse headsets that they show, the wireless Pulse headsets, which I wish they would do a wired one because I'm sick of wireless at this point. Um, I'm wondering if those are supposed to be geared around the idea of the super, like, sound chip that they have in this thing. Because the Sony's big selling point for the PS5 was that they have this dedicated sound card, uh, dedicated sound CPU that does like really insane 3D, uh, like you know where somebody's standing next to you if you hear somebody near you, uh, 3D sound. So I'm curious if those Pulse 3D headsets are supposed to, maybe they're including those that they can actually say, here, use this to get that quality that we're, we're looking to push. But yeah, that happened. Um, was a lot better show than even though I have no, I don't have any money in the game or anything like that. I really don't care at at this point who wins the console wars. I enjoyed that presentation immensely more than the Xbox one, but I think that's mainly because it showed a lot more that I was interested. Now, technically, Xbox did have one game on it that I was actually interested in. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like a hack and slash animeish looking one, which Again, that's just the games that I'm interested in. It's not necessarily a bad thing about Microsoft. It's just these are what I'm looking for. I was disappointed that they did not speak about backwards compatibility. That was a um Did letdown. they do anything VR? No, no VR <laughs> at all. Now we don't know if that's because they're giving up on VR or if it's just that they just had too much to present and they so they're gonna just use that later. Like, oh, we have, we still have a good, what, five months to go with let's, let's save some of this stuff for later. Who knows? I, I doubt they're giving up on VR at this point, but they could be. But no, uh, like I the, said, the backwards uh, compatibility, I'm, I'm concerned about the fact that they didn't mention that. I was actually looking forward to, I, it's not that I think that most, I don't think really anybody at all wants backwards compatibility. Like they need it. It's just a nice thing that you can go, okay, I can take this in, trade in. I don't have to have another console sitting on top of my thing in case I want to play an older game. Having the ability to say, okay, cool, all these older ones, get off my counter, put them away in a closet, I can play them all in this one thing is kind of nice for people that like to, you know, have older games. That's just me, though. That's why I love my Switch. But hey, what do I know? So you can play every Switch game on there? Or every, every Nintendo and... They're all. Every... It seems like they're coming to do it. <laughs> no, not even close. Like well, they they pulled in they they pulled in quite a few. It's it's not. It's you know, not like Chronicles like, X. Hmm? 
Hmm? Xenoblade Chronicles X is on there? I'm just I'm saying that knowing I know the answer is no. <laughs> okay, but that's one game, Andy. <laughs> There's a lot of games that are on there. Uh, uh, what was it? The Last Story is not on there. That would be one I would love to be able to play. I'm just saying the ability to actually play all these. Other, that's like the Wii U. You could put a Wii game in there. You could put a GameCube game in there because it had that backwards compatibility. These Sony and Xbox. Well, technically Xbox is doing a fantastic. That's one thing I'll give Xbox. They're they're actually allowing you to play these older games, which is actually fantastic. Um, sad that Sony doesn't really follow suit with that when their whole thing is games. Or at least that's what they try to <laughs> make us believe. Is their whole thing is the gamer and it's for the gamer and stuff. But no, I'm I'm I I do wonder if Xenoblade Chronicles X will ever end up on that that Switch just because it seemed like they did make Xenoblade Chronicles the original one from the gameplay I've seen looks like it's definitely the best way of playing it for sure, but it did have some limitations that they had to deal with when they made that game. Um a lot of uh, resolution scaling they had to still deal with. And granted, the Wii U is not the most powerful system in the world. <laughs> it was able to pull off something really incredible with that Xenoblade Chronicles X. And I'm not sure if that's something that can actually work on the Switch. Even though I really do want it. That's like the la- That's like once that game comes out on the Switch, it's like, yeah, I can get rid of my Switch U. <laughs> I, I no longer need to worry about, will I ever want to play this on the Wii U again? Which I, I every now and then get an itch to play it because... Freaking Sawano music, freaking crazy huge mechas. It's just, it's a really cool game that that needs another another chance. And then, and then, and then, and as soon as I get the last story, I'll be able to get rid of the Wii. That's really the only reason I have the Wii anymore. <laughs> the last story. Anyways, uh, that's all the news we have. Let's move on to the community. I guess the only other news that we really have is I'm. Apologize to people who tried to access our website last weekend, and and I think Monday was as well. I think it was like sometime Saturday night until Monday. Um, our site was being hit by something. Uh, we had the, the the actual host try to look into seeing what was causing it. It looked like something was just hitting it with a whole bunch of requests. I don't know if it's DDoS or what, but um, still waiting for an answer on exactly what caused it. I think it's up at this point. It hasn't had any problems, I think, for the last few days. Hopefully, it's resolved. But it got me thinking on plans for the future of the site. I, I kind of um, mentioned to Chris a few times the idea of just kind of maybe dropping the site off of um, a paid host and maybe going to maybe a a service that will kind of because currently where it's at, it, it, it needs somebody to – if something like this happens again, I don't have the capability of resolving the issue without paying somebody else to come in and look at it. Whereas I think it would be better maybe to possibly give it to a, – a put it on a site where it's on somebody else's servers and they're already keeping an eye on the actual platform itself. And maybe changing the forums over to maybe just doing Discord so I do. I really do kind of want to see if I can get some feedback from people to see if they still think that having it as a forum is a viable option or if they would rather us focus on building up a Discord community. Um, we've currently been using Anime Arcade's Discord for the most part, but it's their Discord. I'm not going to go in there and put rooms and stuff in there that I think I need just for the Ataku spirit. 
Um, we do technically, Chris opened up a Taku Spirit Discord a while back, but we never really did anything with it. So I'm curious if people would rather us just do a Discord rather than a forums and just let the forums whittle away or if they actually still do enjoy visiting the forums and they don't like Discord. I I thought about the idea of maybe possibly um, taking control of a dis- the Discord from Chris and kind of just really trying to make it into something that way people can communicate to us easier. Uh, it's very difficult for me to get on the forums and I think it's easier for me to get on the Discord because it's like on my phone. I can just jump in there rather than having to sign in on a, on a phone for the forums. It's a little easier to commu- communicate quickly, so... It was it was it was something that it was it was something that I had I had really kind of wanted to do as more of a integrating it and still having the forums, but it never really kind of went to fruition. Mostly because of the what we had happen quite a few times, and that is a problem that there's never going to be a real workaround. That is usually. Unfortunately, it's just a, a consequence of what what happens in that in in communities in general. So, downside is we lose the kind of more stickier, uh, slower pace of the um, the forums where you can just browse at your perusal. Upside is it's a lot easier to get in contact with anybody you want. Plus, you have more quicker access to me and Andrew. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Work, but, work oh, does yeah. constrict that. Well, that's what I mean is like it, it's it's a lot easier for me to respond to somebody that just shoots me a message on Discord rather than, again, going out of the forums, looking for a thread, jumping in a thread and communicating that way. It's it's a lot more back and forth chat room rather than a long form discussion about different topics. Now, if we did something like on Discord, it would probably have a place to discuss new shows and a place to – to you know it's going to have form sections kind of like we have with the forums you have a forum that has for manga and people talk about the different manga but it's not like create a thread about a particular manga and talk about that manga it's typically about hey chitter chatter back and forth about whatever is in the current th- what's what's currently on your screen the last four people that said something that's what's usually the discussion's about so it it does kind of take away from and that's what's been the benefit of forums for the longest time is that you go to the forums, you go to the manga section, and you see a thread that is about school live, and you jump in that thread about school live, and you talk about school live manga. Whereas with Discord, you're only talking about the last what somebody said the last five times or something like that, because that's what you see as the recent statement. It's it's like you have all these you know forums that just is all everybody's message in one stream. Yeah, and there's and so there's does, no way it, of stopping yeah. spoilers. Just just for yeah, that's that. true. There's <laughs> nothing nothing you we can do about that. Well, you can make a, a spoiler inside there, but I, I guess my point is that unless you really kind of make a room for every single series to discuss about, it's very difficult to kind of hone in conversations about one particular topic. It's always just about what people are not talking about right now and. I think that is one of the benefits that's always been with the forums, that you can find that one thread that is about the one thing that you want to talk about, and you only talk about that. So you do kind of lose something from it, but you do gain quicker communication with people, which I do think is a benefit. It's just, um, it's it's what, it's a give and take kind of thing. And I think, you know, the benefit there, of course, is that we're not 
I mean, yeah, you technically can get spammers in a Discord, but there's more. I think there's more recent tools on there. Yeah, technically with the forums there is tools, but um, we have some difficulties right now with upgrading our software to kind of get those tools put put into play. So it's kind of caught in a, a middle ground area where I'm kind of deciding where I want to take the, the the website and the quote unquote community forums. <laughs> what direction I want to take that into. Do I want to put the website to somewhere specific that I don't have to worry so much about myself troubleshooting it and then make a link that goes straight to the Discord and then work on the Discord as being our primary way of our community to communicate? I don't know. I, I know that back in when we first started, really, when Chris made the Discord, there was a lot of discussion happening at the time of everybody going, well, do you guys have a Discord? You should make a Discord. And I didn't really feel like doing it at the time because everybody had a Discord. <laughs> and so it's like, do people really want a Otaku Spirit Discord in the list of the 50 different community of Discords that every single community creator has? Like, there's a Discord for pretty much every single anti-tuber. There's a Discord for every single uh, game out there anymore. Do you want another one in that list that says Otaku Spirit? I mean, if you do, yeah, I guess that's something we can look at, but... At the time, it didn't really feel like I seen that people would gain anything by it. So, yeah, I think at the time we were discussing about the idea of, like, integrating it to where at the bottom you would see, like, a Discord window down at the bottom of the forums. And you could see, oh, look, so they're talking about this. Click in there and you go into the Discord. But it just didn't really – it wasn't really coded really well to kind of fit in there the way that we wanted it to. So, yeah, just the ideas of throwing out there. Just if you guys want to, hit us up on Twitter or – or, yeah, if you have Discord, and you probably can hit me up to find out what my Discord name is in there and just chat me on there. Bounce around ideas and see what people kind of feel. I mean, do people really do like the idea of keeping the the forums up? Do they only use the forum because that's the only way they communicate with, you know, people of our community? Would they rather something like a Discord? I like to, I like to hear people's feedback on it. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the community... Uh, let's jump into our community section where we talk. We answer some questions from our community members, like Hachimaki and several others. We're still trying to go through Hachimaki's question time, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can go to takusphere.com and go to the forums at the top there, and and go to the Takus the Anime Cast questions thread. Leave a question in there and talk to other community members there as well while you're still there. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, shoot us a message on email. There's a contact us button at the takusphere.com if it's functioning. <laughs> Uh, like Hachimaki did, uh, continuing on the questions, we have next bit. He says, why is, there no dis- why is there no option to display Japanese subtitles in kanji or any st- on any streaming website? I guess it depends on Japanese uh, people have access to some of these websites or, or none of them. Everywhere I watch Western TV shows, I have options for English audio plus English subtitles for hearing impaired. And it helps a lot when learning. Tons of visual novels on Steam have the option of displaying Japanese subtitles. I'm more than 100 hours into Little Busters where I can press a key to switch between English and Japanese so I can look at the kanji while characters are speaking, and it's a great way to support learning. Visual novels also have the luxury of in-game encyclopedias like the Clanod, like the Dangopedia from Clanod, or the equivalent in Little Busters. I'd cool to know that Clitoplusters has that. I was actually looking forward to that with the Clanad one as well. 
uh, easy answer is that it takes time to code that, and they don't really feel like anybody's going to use it. <laughs> I mean, that's probably... With something like Clonod and Key, or Little Busters, uh, that's because the game itself is designed that way because they're selling it internationally. They want to sell that same cart across the entire world. Whereas when you're watching you know, on Crunchyroll or you're watching on Amazon and you have those options there, that stuff has to be coded by, you know, Crunchyroll. It has to be coded by Amazon North America. And so they probably don't want to invest the time into coding that kanji into a timed time frame for that show. I'm totally having flashbacks of our incident with listeners and that stupidly timed subtitles we had to deal with yesterday. <laughs> so badly timed. It was like 10 seconds late. To, to, to take into consideration, like Andrew was saying, visual novels are natively um, – their text it's by default is Japanese. And then somebody is coming in and over the top of all those Japanese subtitles – putting in English subtitles with the streaming. We are, uh, effectively the, let's say crunchy roll as a default. And we're talking about Funimation and all of the other companies. They're getting raw, uh, uh, video. They're not actually getting the subtitles. They're just getting the raw. Now from that, they take, they listen to it and then they translate it and then they create the, subtitle dot txt or whatever and then they, they attach save, it to it sa- they save the txt file as save <laughs> as sbl and it, uh, i i'm i'm just to explain as best i can and still make sense they're getting the raw they're not actually getting any subtitle information whereas a visual novel it's actually all typed out and what they're translating it is the kanji I will say that similarly to what I'm explaining, how I explain the whole key visual novel thing with Clannad and Little Busters, with something like that, like I said, it, it's built around the idea of them presenting it to multiple locations. So it's in their best interest to have it, you know, it's going to be sold in Japan, so it needs to have kanji. It's going to be sold in America, so it's going to need to have English subtitles. So if you use services, I'm not sure if it's the case with Amazon. I would imagine so because Amazon themselves, they have a Japanese branch. So Amazon might have it with some of their titles that they had streaming in Japan and America. You might have that option. Um, I just double checked it with Dorohero. But a lot of the stuff that is um, Netflix, if it's a show they're streaming in Japan because they have a Japanese branch, they're going to have the Japanese subtitles in kanji. So with Dorohero, there's a Japanese there's a Japanese subtitle option. So I can see something like I I kind of assumed that that was going to be the case. I just want to double check before I said it, but it makes sense that if you do watch shows on Netflix, there's probably going to be quite a bit of them that will have that option that you're looking for, just because they're streaming that in Japan too. So they want to have that option for the Japanese audience. But again, for things like Crunchyroll, you're not going to have that option. Funimation, you're not going to have that option because they don't have a Japanese branch. So they don't see any benefit to, you know, having that original text there. And then, again, putting the timing into it because they have to actually code it to 
you know, go off at a certain time so that it makes sense for the viewer as they're watching it. So it's not as simple as save as TXT file onto subtitle file. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thanks for the info on Little Busters. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Um, I was just being silly. I know it's not a .txt. I know. I'm just running with a joke. <laughs> just like it's, it's – I'm it's sure so... somebody – I've, I've been caught for sillier things, okay? I'm joking. <laughs> well, I mean it's just like the whole thing of like why can't they port, you know, such and such game to, you know, the new console. It's like they can just take, you know, Metal Gear Solid uh, 5 and do a save as P, dot PS4, or PS4 or dot PS5 and then it'll work there, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, that kind of joke. Uh, Hachimaki says, Embar- embarrassment of riches. Do you guys have a hard time choosing what to play or to watch other than airing anime? My solution is to write what I want to watch in chronological order in an Excel spreadsheet in different categories such as animation studio for anime and or genre for games. I write the date if uh, the date I finished watching an anime from the studio next to the list of anime. Then I order the whole list according to the date. And for, uh, ultimately, I pick the oldest anime not yet watched from the studio I've neglected for the longest time. That's actually a good point. Uh, this ensures perfectly uh, perfect diversity of anime and no studio is forgotten. I also put the studio in separate groups and pick more frequently an anime out of the group which the be- with the best studio in separate groups and pick more frequently an anime out of the group with the best studio faster rotation. What do you think? Do you agree with the ranking of, of studio here under in frequency of release date, uh, release of the game? I guess. Your, your system is much, much better than mine. I go into Crunchyroll. I find the etchy button. I click it and watch whatever pops up. No, I, I like that idea of, um, of putting a date to it. That actually makes sense. Um, I, I, I think the idea of when I, because I do have a list somewhere that we were actually using at some point when we had not as many anime per season to deal with. And I was like gaming, like I literally was not gaming at all. I think we were, all we were doing every day was like fire up the next, uh, this, this current season, get caught up on the season and then fire up a show to watch. We were really not doing much outside of anime. And so it was a lot easier for us to go through a lot of shows. And so I ended up making a whole list that had like every show that I, (laughs) I think it was originally created by me writing down every anime that I actually have physical. I wanted a way to know which ones I actually have watched and which ones we need to watch physical. And then that kind of just progressed into, us just kind of making a list of shows that we really want to watch that we haven't watched yet. And then what I did is I, I then took that and I asked Chris to write down like 10 or so shows that he really badly wants us to watch together. And then I wrote down a list of shows that I really want us to watch together. And then we were going back and forth between the two of us picking a show to watch. Now the downfall of that is that I would, <laughs> it encouraged you to actually pick a show that was longer <laughs> So like Chris would out of nowhere say, let's watch Skip Beat. And I'm like, I just got, I just had us watch a show that was 12 episodes long. And now we have to watch a whole Skip Beat. And then he would come back and say, let's watch Fairy Tale. And I was like, that's 300 episodes or whatever. Why do you have me watch something that long after I just had us watch a movie? 
So there was there was an element there that I was thinking of like putting in a lock, like you can do a you know a two course show, and then you have to do a movie, and then you can do a one or two course show, and then you have to do a movie or something like that. Just to encourage us not to do like long shows every time. But it was a cool way to kind of force each other uh, each other to watch shows that we would technically not normally want to watch, just so we can do a review of it or something. And it worked out really well. Um, it's just like I said, we got kind of tied up with doing the fairy tale stuff and a lot of these, you know, long running series and the seasons were getting picked up longer that we kind of moved away from it. But I would I would like to get back to it eventually, just because. Every time I look up and I see the the mini shows I have up here, and I'm like, crap, we need to watch, like, I need to finish Garden of Sinners. I've only watched, I think, seven or so of the movies, and I really want to watch the rest of it. But then I also want Chris to watch it with me, but I don't know, I don't know if he's going to want to watch it. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of other shows that are up there that it's like, I, we really need to get back to watching Free. We didn't finish watching Free. Um, it's just so many shows up there, and that was the best way that I can kind of dictate being able to go through those. Right now, yeah, technically... It's usually me firing up if if Chris is busy with something and I just want to watch a show, I'll just fire up something from Netflix or something like that. Whatever's on the front page that has my interest at the time. It's not really I don't really have a system built to my own watching of shows. I just kind of go, oh, Netflix has B stars and I watch B stars. Yeah, I, I I I I really do suck at it. I just go through until something catches my eye and then I'll watch it. Yeah, I guess that's the thing is like since it's not shows that are in that list that I mentioned where it's built for us to watch shows together to review. It's really only shows that I don't know that Chris is going to like that I gravitate towards. So like Dodo Hedoro, I I doubt Chris is going to want to watch that show. So I'm like, I didn't even know Beastars was going to be something that Chris would want to watch. I thought it was going to be like super dark and stuff. And then I like halfway through it, I'm like, Chris, you need to watch Beastars. <laughs> And that's usually what happens is even with like Dodo Hedoro, I'm watching it and it's like, eh, I doubt Chris is going to want to enjoy this. So I'm going to watch it myself. And then, yeah, I still don't think Chris is going to watch it. So I'll finish it and maybe do a review of it later. So it's really my focus. Cause I, I, that, I guess it's the, 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 one of the negative sides to what we do is I don't like watching things without Chris because I know that when it comes time to review it, I don't want him just sitting there. Do we do the intro? He says, Hey, and then, He's silent for the rest of it, and I'm just reviewing something. I really don't technically like solo reviews. I just know solo reviews are just a thing that happens because either I don't think Chris is going to want to watch the thing, or I just have a lot of free time, and I want to keep watching shows, and I don't want to bug Chris because he's busy with something, and I don't want to drag him in every time I want to watch something that's not on our regular seasonal thing. So it is kind of a curse to what we do is not really wanting to watch things alone really much because you want to do that group stuff. So, but no, I, I do like the way you kind of list it out. I, I think it is kind of interesting. The idea of, I, 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 it just kind of strikes me interesting. The idea of if you watch, a sh if you make a list like this to maybe put in the, in the, the date that you actually add it, that way it forces you to not always never watch it. Cause there's a lot of shows that I'll be like, man, I, I, uh, Millennium Actress is a huge example of it. I keep putting off that. Like, I really want to watch Millennium Actress. And so it's like, yeah, if I made a list where I put that date in there, that would probably be pretty high on it because I've been putting off watching that for so long that something like Dodo Hedoro pops up and I can go, 
no, I can't watch that because I haven't watched Millennium Actress yet. And that's been on my list for way longer than that one has. So I think that's actually a really cool way of doing it just to kind of force you to not always put off certain shows. Um, like um, Biker Gang School Teacher one. GTO. I put I off GTO forever. <laughs> and I finally uh, watched that one. That was mainly because somebody bought it for me. And I was like, yay, I have an excuse to watch it. I have it and I need to watch it. <laughs> I have to I have to prove that he didn't buy this big old huge complete set for nothing. I can actually tell him I watched it. Have you not watched Noragami yet? That needs to be on the top of your list. Watch Noragami now. I'm looking I'm criticizing your list right now. It's it's your fault for putting this in here. Oh, is this his list? Yeah. I was trying to figure out what, I mean, when did we come up with this list? Zombieland <laughs> Saga, you need to watch that. Like I'll give you your priority list right here. Noragami uh, Zombieland Saga. Um, lion. Lion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sun Got Seen a Lion, or, uh, or March Comes in Like a Lion. That needs to be way up there. Uh, Nishi Joe, put that up higher on your list, too. Let's see. Um, Rolling Girls is okay. I'm not going to say it's a bad show. I'm just going to say it's okay. So don't worry too much about that one, but it is a good show. I like it. Uh, Servanex Service is fantastic. Sora Noboto needs to be way up higher on your list. I'm not, I'm not saying that this list, your list is where you're, they're at in your list. I'm just saying in in your mental list, you need to put that up higher. <laughs> uh, I like this. Everybody should send us a list of your your list of shame, and we'll tell you in the order you need to watch them. Uh, Inari Konkon Koi Roha doesn't technically have really a great ending to it. It doesn't really conclude much, but it's a really cute show. I just seen one. Shoot. It was in Japanese, so it doesn't really jump out. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's I guess that's all the ones I would say like push up on your list. Oh, Don and the Franks. You you'll you'll love it or hate it, but I, I still loved it, so <laughs> I could say that's a good one. Uh see it sucks that the world makes you feel like Oh, Jungitsu no Maria, Maria the Virgin Witch, put that up on the list too. Way up higher there. I hate that this is all in Japanese because I have to remember the Japanese titles. <laughs> but yeah, Maria the Virgin well, I'm Witch. I'm trying to remember Kimi no Nawa and. Uh, your name. Is that your name? Mm hmm. Kimi no Nawa. The town where you're li- you live is Kimi no Iromachi, right? Both are good, good shows and should be higher on your list. I know you didn't like town where you live. I did. I wanted to kick somebody in the face at the end of it, and that usually is not a good sign. I wanted to kick them in the face. It's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad sign when you want to kick the main protagonist's face. Cool stuff, though. I, 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 get, I think it's cool if people send us their list so we can take them. Mm-hmm. Um, Girls Last Tour was okay. Oh, um, is he a rabbit? I need to go up higher. Uzagi Deska. I haven't, we haven't watched Mirai, well, he's no, doing Mirai this yet. Mostly, we need to watch Mirai no Mirai. It's finally I think on he's doing Netflix. this mostly based on the studio, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He, he had it. He has a he has a studio on the left side. That's why I'm just, I'm just saying these were stuff I was picking out to put higher in his list. It was, it was technically the break his order <laughs> with my own order. That was really all it was. Um, yeah, different categories for genres. That was one of the other things I was kind of considering is is really kind of um, – it is something that I want to do for the sake of categorizing 
shows that we've watched for the sake of our one-on-one shows or not one-on-one shows, but one-on-one shows uh, where we kind of deep dive into specific genres and tropes and stuff in anime. And one of the most difficult things to do when I make those outlines is to really kind of go through my entire list of shows I've watched just to find everything that's in that particular category. And sometimes you, uh, you forget, or even our uh, deliberations podcast, trying to kind of, piece out where everything goes in every single category for the year-end deliberations is very difficult. Um, so genre breakdowns are really nice just to kind of hone in on particular genres, especially if you, you know, you're just into sports shows at the time to really kind of jump at a particular genre being sports is, is a benefit as well. But no, our, our list is literally just, here's everything we need to watch. And here's what Chris wants us to watch. Here's what Andrew wants us to watch. And we throw them at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so we pick something, but again, that hasn't been a thing that we've done been able to do for quite a while. So, yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> we're 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 done with Hachimaki's question list. There has to be, I, maybe maybe I maybe I deleted part of it. I I I, I can't I, I don't I don't know if we could be done with it yet. It was a really cool uh, thread of questions there, Hachimaki. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for providing it. He says, thank you for continued de- dedication as well. So thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's um, that's it for that one. Uh, you want to do one more? Is this a quick one? Mm, uh, I th- I kind of want to give her a little bit more than just off of the top of my head. I've tried to look look some of the stuff up for it, and I it's still trying to think on that one. Oh, okay. It's All right. kids shows. We don't know very many kids shows. Yeah, well, I want to think on that one. So we'll get your question next time, Sierra. It it is cool cool though. This is this is how I found out that she she's was she expecting? Yeah, she's expecting. And 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 then I was like, that's technically the first otaku spirit kid that we know about anyway. That we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's been like six or so years. I'm sure plenty of babies have been producing in that time from our community. <laughs> Just the first one. Nobody, mentioned. nobody's actually came on the forums and said, "Hey." <laughs> now, if they say like we're we're naming it after we're naming him Andrew after Taku Spirit, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, there you go." Now that's where it got way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're that you're that awesome. I'm that awesome, but but not about no, you. Doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> I even have one of the questions for later confirms that they like Andrew the most. Awful uh-huh. Andrew's my favorite. Said oh, then. what the heck? See, I got props from one of the questions. Um, the, I'm sorry. That person's just wrong, obviously. Don't be mean to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, as usual, thanks for the questions. Again, thanks, uh, Hachimaki, for the questions. And we still have quite a few more questions, but don't stop bringing them in because um, we sometimes just have these little moments of discussions where we really kind of start chewing through a lot of them so they can they can disappear really quickly. So... Uh, we'll eventually get to all the other ones, but at the moment, that's all we're going to do for now because we're running a little long. But we hope you guys enjoyed this Sessional Podcast episode where we talked about the news that seemed important to us, dived into a little bit into our community, asked some good questions. Thanks, as usual, for the questions. And, um, yeah, as usual, like I said, I, I think we technically couldn't do much of the community side just because I really wanted to kind of dive into my current thinking with how I want to go with the website going forward. So definitely giving your feedback would be fantastic. Uh, just to kind of decide what you guys would like. Would you guys like a Discord? 
you are you just perfectly fine with getting rid of the forums if we got Discord? Do you really want to keep the forums and don't like Discord? Let me know. I, but I think like it, it, while at face value, I'm not sure if I'd want to get rid of the forums at the same time. I think if I did dedicate myself to being more connected with the Discord, I'd be a lot more easier to get a hold of and communicate with people, and I think that would be cool. So let us know. And um, with that said, we hope you all enjoyed this episode, and you all take care. Oos! Everybody want to do what they want to want to do. Everybody want to do what they want to want to do. Everybody want to do what they want to want to do. Everybody want to do what they want to want to do. Yeah, you can know that she's my dog, it just comes in a piece of something.